Hello, listeners. I am the narrator. Today's story takes place in the town of Devil's Lake, North Dakota, a small remote town in the middle of nowhere. The year is 1985. The date, August 19th. This tale will bring with it mysteries, intrigue, lies, hidden realities, and the blending of fact from mythos. Join our hunters as they seek out the truth and find those who are missing in today's story of Music Mayhem. Welcome back to episode two of Hunter's Haven, Musical Mayhem. We're just going to jump right back into it. Same cast of wacky characters. Uh, Just to recap. uh, Denny. Denny Rogers. Kenny Whitlock. Bob, E. There you go. And they went bowling and then went to a house, broke into a house. And that was all we really established in the first episode. Now we are on to episode two where they're going outside of the house to look for more clues. Is it breaking and entering if it's unlocked? Um, The back door was wide open too, so. It's just entering. It was for the good of the kids. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's. some reservations. (laughs) Let's uh, canvas, canvas the yard, kids. All right, Kenny's oh, uh, Kenny's gonna just start scoping around the yard, looking for any clues on the ground, following the trail of red solo. Well, I don't know if there's any yeah, red solo. Sure. There's not red solo. Like, man, these kids are gonna be so much trouble. <laughs> Their parents are gonna be so mad at them. Did we go out the back door or the front? I kind of imagine the front because I thought like just be somewhere we all kind of gathered up after the kitchen. It might have been adjacent to the front door, but that's just my personal. It is more near the back. Oh, okay. Actually, well, let's go through was, the back. It was door. near the foyer. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Built the back door. So we're in the backyard. Yeah. So is there a garage? A garage? Yeah, there's a big garage over to the west side of the house. We have a shed. Sure. Yeah, in the back. <laughs> big backyard, actually. Hmm. Uh, there's a fence down in the back of the yard. It's got a chain link fence around. Actually, not chain link. They're richer. Wooden. A big, nice, tall wood fence. And the back gate is open. Hmm. Oh. Well, that's something I'll that gravitate towards the woods. 100%. <laughs> Kenny immediately, uh, as he sees... And they have a shed in the backyard. Open back gate. He goes, oh my gosh, that's it. They must have come out through the back. And they got dragged. Oh, no. They got dragged into the forest or something. Do we see any drag marks? Oh, that's a good point. Let's look at the ground and see if there's any drag marks. You guys all want to go investigate a mystery there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All of you roll investigate a mystery, which is plus hey, shark. Hey, that's a double fours right there. Plus my What shark. was mine? That. Oh. Did we roll the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> I got an eight. I got a nine. I got an eight as well. Oh, then you all get one question from the investigative mystery section. I'm going to ask one that I think is on all of our minds. Uh, And it might be an obvious one, but I'm going to ask, where did it go? Okay, so you guys are all walking around. And you're following the footsteps. And it was a little, it's a little muddy back there. Oh, they are footsteps. Yeah, there's footsteps, a little muddy. There's actually a good amount of them. 
Uh, you can't really make out how many there are. There's just a good amount. And there's a little muddy back here. Right. The footprints are a little fading because it was a couple of days ago. But you can make out some rough footsteps. Uh, and you notice that all of them are, like, gathered at this gate. And then they all leave the gate together as a group. But as they're out of the gate, then all the footsteps merge to, like, they're following a single file line to the point where they're now just a single set of footsteps. Walking this feels like a cult to Walking me. down the... Yeah, it's definitely and then you guys really follow bizarre. those footsteps, but not too far down this path into the woods before the footsteps disappear from lack of trail because they kind of, like, wander off. Wicked. These guys, like, were all headed out of the house in a hurry, but then they all filed into a line as they went into the woods. How strange is that? So Denny's gonna be like, <clears throat> how, uh, "How big are the tracks there? Uh, see any Bigfoot tracks there? So uh, what sort of creature is it? Does he see anything Just that would indicate the no creature? No other footsteps except for the footprints of the presumably kids. No other stray footsteps. No big feet. No big feet. No. Something must have coaxed him into the woods." And no, no hair on the fence back there. Uh, no hair on the the bark of this tree. Uh, no oversized bare footprints. But on the gate of the fence, you do spot something. A rip part of a ripped shirt. Oh, wait, wait a minute. What do you see, Dennis? Oh, I think it's uh, part of a shirt or a jacket or something. It's plaid. Could be a shirt or a jacket or something. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Look at that. Who do you think it belonged to? Let's see. Hmm. I don't know. Any any of the guys could have been plaid kind of guys. I compare it to the plaid shirt that I'm wearing. <laughs> it's uh, it's North Dakota. Any of the girls could have been wearing plaid too. I will That's say, a fair point, Bobby. you look it's through girl. Tony's closet. Filled to the brim with plaid shirts. I think that it's Tony's <laughs> shirt. What makes you think it was Tony's shirt? I was looking in his room. For, his room? I was looking for clues. See if he was maybe going to run away or something. You, you know, maybe he had a, a he had a little girl boy. thing. Well, can't see. You, know? you weren't being thorough. That's uh-huh. true, I guess. And I saw up there a bunch of plaid shirts. Okay. So we can probably safely assume that this is Tony's shirt. Man, I'm looking at these footprints. I'm looking at this shirt. Uh, obviously, the the... Police, and you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Devil's Lake's finest are really slacking off right now. <laughs> Look at this. Look at all these clues that they just didn't even. Hey, you know what, though? All things considered, this is really putting us on a good line to make this $25,000 if we can find these kids. Oh, wait, hang on. I forgot something. I put the piece of shirt back <laughs> on the fence and I take a picture uh, there you with go. the Polaroid there camera, you go. which is equipped with a flash bar that plugs in the top. Wow. Fancy. Yeah, that's a good idea. Get the photos of the evidence. That way we can really show yeah, our... Let me uh, take a picture of these prints here on the ground. Oh, yeah. Great idea. Okay. It's kind of sh- like a math equation. You know, when you go to the police, they want you to show your work. That's what, I've <laughs> That's what I've learned as a kid detective. Can't help but notice here, but you know, there's no uh, drag marks. Yeah. You, I mean, the steps are evenly spaced, not like they're tied up with any rope or anything, or at least not by the ankles. Now we're going to go to Bobby. 
You had a question. What was your oh, yeah, one question true. you had? I don't even know what I can ask at this point. I feel like everything has been answered. You can kind of alter the questions a little That's bit. That's true. You can. As long as it's nothing like super, super specific. Like, what's like, the monster today? <laughs> <laughs> Who specifically is behind? I'll, I'll do I'll do just like what is being concealed here. Are there any more clues mm. to be found? From the, from the shirt to the, I guess, big Mm, those are kind of obvious clues with the the gate was open and the back door was wide open uh are there any smells you don't really smell anything besides i don't know how specific of smells you're talking about um besides the odor of sulfur no no sulfur (laughs) um not really much being concealed here uh just the fact that like there's the footprints the oddness to them, the the, the, the the plaid shirt on the fence gate, but there's no draw, drag marks. It looks like whoever these the, these kids uh, went willingly, I guess, is the best way. So it's not like something's being concealed here other than the fact that, like, the way they left is being concealed, okay. if, if that makes sense, right? Okay. Like, it's not that they are, it, they're missing, but it's like they're missing for a reason. You know, all things considered, and, you know, I still kind of question Bobby's detective skills, maybe, but you mentioned something earlier about some, this feels like some cult business, and this kind of feels like some cult business. I'm not going like, to I feel like you're you're judging me, but also, like, stealing my ideas, bro. It's, no, it was a complicult. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I insult your intelligence, but also compliment you on an idea that you had earlier. It's, you know, it's a good and bad I thing. gave you Tony's shirt. Okay, gave yeah. you the cult. You do a good job so far. Right? I drove you here. That's also true. That's also true. I mean, there's definitely some things about Bunch your truck that you need moochers. to get fixed. She also, she also gave you a pretty good scare. <laughs> there was a good one there, Bobby. <laughs> well, we're I if we're about to go into the woods here, and I just you know I'd prefer if that didn't happen. <laughs> let's let's not do any more spooky stuff because if i'm being honest these footprints and everything that's weird enough i mean right right maybe it's uh maybe it's bigfoot yeah maybe it's bigfoot. <gasps> maybe i mean if i saw bigfoot while i was hanging out at a party i'd go running into the woods too right I mean, dennis you would go running into the back of an unmarked van wouldn't you i don't think i would go that far no. i think i've got a bit more sense in that well, there's no doubt that a Bigfoot could carry them all if he wanted to. But the question is, why would he wear children's shoes while he does it? Uh, yeah, Can't fit your big feet in there. You ever go to get the groceries out of your mom's car and you just slip on the <laughs> whatever shoes are by the door? That's what Bigfoot did. I don't like what you're implying, that uh, Bigfoot is grocery shopping by grabbing children. <laughs> <laughs> Did he, did he have a coupon? Yeah. <laughs> it was a buy one get five more free. Yeah. <laughs> These bigfoots <laughs> coming in. He paid with the kids' wallets. <laughs> then he left the one and all broke. Oh no. Also, just quick side note for Emily. Uh, I did just double check, and thirty dollars in nineteen eighty would have been like. 80 something dollars like worth 80 i'm making out yeah so yeah rich kid i feel like you know even if we uh even if we don't find them (laughs) it's been worth my time it's been worth her time (laughs) uh with that i want to 
I'm like, all right, guys, I, I, I we gotta follow these prints. Let's follow these prints. Like I said before, you can't really fall because them. they disappear. They disappear pretty quickly. Let's see uh, the woods. Can... Which direction are they going in? Yeah, here? I mean, they were walking in a pretty straight line. Were they? Or is it, like it was swaying? more like they were heading down a path. There was like a path in back in the woods. You don't really know where it leads. You could presume because they're heading north that they're heading to Devil's Lake, which is in the center of these woods. Uh, but then they start turning east, and that's when you kind of lose them is after they start turning east more off the beaten path. Mm. And you kind of look around for trails, but it's dark, and you have the flashlights you're looking, but now it's getting a little more like brush and stuff which is another thing to note these whoever went very much veered from the beaten path and took a hard right into straight overgrowth and brush do we see like kind of messed up overgrowth and brush where they like would have plowed through you can see parts of like where like some brush was like stepped on and trampled but then also you'll there'll just be giant open areas and also none of you guys are Unless you can correct me if you are, but are any of you like trackers by nature? I mean, I once found this dog. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, like if you guys were like, I'm a hunter, like I've done, but if none of you are trackers by nature, I'm going to tell you not only would it be hard to track just by itself, but it's also dark. The sun's gone, so that would make it just even harder to track just this. Mm. And it's a, it's not fresh either. It's two days old, so. Well. I think we might have to come back here in the morning and we'll have a little bit better visibility, but um, we could also stop by the police station, maybe ask them if there was anything that they found that uh, they didn't make it into the paper. And maybe that'll kind of help us out a little bit. I mean, they put up a reward. They know that people are looking or they're hoping people are looking. So it's not like we don't have to tell them we went into the house. In fact, I think we should all agree right here and now uh, that we don't tell them that we went into the house. I know it's normally a bad thing to lie to a police officer, uh, but I think in this case it's probably for the best. Yeah, it's not a bad idea there, Kenny. It's a pretty good one, actually. Uh, yeah, what kind of dog did the mayor have? Oh, yeah, it was one of those fancy golden doodles, but it was a little bit more doodle than golden. Hmm. A dog like that might have a decent sniffer on him. Dog, oh yeah, that dog's long dead. That oh. dog's long dead. I mean, unless you got your <laughs> unless you got your aunt around that can talk to it. I don't know. If that'll get much help. All right. So are we gonna go to the police station? Yeah. Are you cool driving us to the police yeah, station? Yeah. I, I I don't want to interact <laughs> with the police though. Yeah, that's okay. That's so you guys. I'll I'll take you and you just. Let me know. You're going to circle the block or something? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of hungry. Oh. It's going to go scrounge something up. Some Mickey D's? (laughs) With your newfound cash. (laughs) (laughs) Newfound cash and cars. (laughs) All right, let's go. Okay, you guys all head back to the car, hop in, head down to the old police station where it is late at night. Uh,. Bobby drops you two off, and you two head on inside, where you are greeted by Susie Owens. Susie Owens. 
I, I do want to say I probably will go and uh, get some food, but I've also got like a lockbox in my truck, so I just kind of unload my load into <laughs> into my lockbox. Got it. Yep. Okay. Uh, I, I just have to ask from Scottish perspective: How long have you had this stolen truck? It's my lockbox. Uh-huh. Okay. That I bring with me from stolen car to stolen car. Oh, okay. And you just shifted it over to this yeah. one. Yeah. It's like one of those hotel lockboxes. Yeah. You steal a new car when, like, the other one runs out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, everybody this... in town is just like, man, it's so no, weird no, no. how our car ended up at the bowling alley. Was the alley. car <laughs> that you stole at the bowling alley a car you already had stole? Or is it just you stole a car no, right in front of them without them even realizing? It was a car I stole from my last job out of town. Oh, okay. So that oh, these, so it's from a town over. Yeah, so I don't want these, these townies to recognize mm. their mm. own vehicle. That makes you know sense, I mean? actually. So. Hey, isn't that Stuart's car? That <laughs> 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 would be concerning. When it start gaslighting Stuart. <laughs> when it gets close to empty, she just like drives it into Devil's Lake. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's just brim full of cars. <laughs> it's like, oh no, it's getting full. <laughs> but I can afford gas this time. You know. Yeah, it's true. Actually. I got 80 bucks. There Heck. you go. All right, so what are we doing? In yeah, the where is Susan? Susan? Yeah, Susie Owens. Susie. She goes, oh, what can I do it for, fellas? Uh, yeah, Susie, we were hoping we could talk to whoever's in charge. Uh, well, let's just talk. What's the sheriff's name? That you actually Steve had Steve. Oh, we are going with Steve. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's the sheriff. There's also a chief. Did you say Steve Barbie? Barter. Oh, Barter. Steve Barter. Yeah, we were just hoping that I could talk to uh, Sheriff Steve. Uh, he's kind of. Uh, I flash my badge. <laughs> my, what what my was dear. that there, dear? I didn't get <laughs> quite a good look at that. Oh, it's this. I hold up the badge in front of her, knowing that she has bad eyesight. Oh, and she pulls out my, her, my deputy her spectacles and looks closer at him. Goes, oh, they, they, don't we normally uh, give these out to uh, the uh, young ones? Well, yeah. I mean, I earned it. I earned it when I was a kid, you know. And I've, uh-huh. I've been able to maintain my relationship with the police department at Devils here. At Devils so, uh, what, what? Susan, you know all this stuff, Susie. We've done this. Uh, I've come in on a lot yeah, of different. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, I'm just. I still can't believe you're using that badge. Uh, why do you need to talk Doesn't to have an expiration date? Why do you on need it, to talk Susie? to Sheriff Steve about? Uh, well, we're uh, investigating. I'm using my detective skills. Uh, am I? Am you I know uncle- what? I, you come in here a lot to talk to old Sheriff Steve. I'm just gonna bypass this and just get him. You can just I talk appreciate right that, to him. Susie. Uh, I don't know why we have to go through uh, this. And you every hear in the background, she goes, here. "Steve, yeah, he's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah." I, I did. Kenny like leans his over. His uncle. So he... His uncle's here with him tonight. Oh yeah. Oh, don't you know it? Okay. Oh, he's heading right on over. Fantastic. Thanks, Susie. Wait, and I just like start making my way over around the corner <laughs> to like greet him as he comes by. So like the sheriff is like here working, burning the midnight oil, yes, trying is. to crack this case. Yes, this is a very pressing case because, mind you, there's nine kids gone missing. So yes. the mayor's kids know this. Yeah, the mayor's kids. Included. That that only increased the case. Like three kids and going missing in a week is like something out of the ordinary. But then six kids going missing in one night, two of them being the mayor's kids, that, that gets the people talking. Okay? That's right, it does. <laughs> so Steve comes around the corner and he sees you and he goes, Hey there, Sheriff Steve. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
yep, yep, yep. I'm assuming you're uh, here about the missing kids. Yeah, the next that's right. New case you want to crack. Oh, and you know I'm gonna. <laughs> so what are you here for? Do you have information or you miraculously solved it this time? Uh, well, hey, you know me, Sheriff Steve. I'm pretty good, but I'm not quite that good, unfortunately. But we're definitely yeah. working on it. My uncle is helping us. Uh, got another associate. She's helping us out with it. Um, we're just really, we're working hard to crack this case. Uh, but we're just hoping actually that you might have had some information that you could share with us to kind of help us along. I mean, everything that uh, we've publicly shared here at the uh, police department is, uh, it's in the local papers that we uh, we reported. We've been keeping up to date accounts of what's been going on and all information that's publicly Given out has been, you know, we told the local journalists this morning, especially since everyone's hard pressed with the mayor's kids being uh, missing and all. I would like to use a special ability that I have as the meddling kid, which is yeah. tell me the truth. Okay, go for it. Uh, tell me the truth. I basically, um, it's just an investigative mystery, but I have some bonus questions I can ask if yeah. I succeed. Okay. Um, so investigate. That's actually pretty solid. Is that a ten? Uh, a it is a ten. Yeah. Wow. Well, look at that too. He gets two questions. I get from two his list. questions. So the first one is, "Are you lying to me?" Which is one of the questions I get with the ability. No. Are you well, lying? Are you, about what? Are you not telling? No. Well, here's how he would ask it. He yeah. would say, "Are you Are you telling me everything, Sheriff? Be honest with me right now. Well, I need no, it. I'm not telling you everything. Um, because, like I said, it's private police matter and everything that we can publicly say is uh for the we've given already but okay well then my follow-up question will be one of the original ones which is what is being concealed here i say look sheriff here's the thing i can't you're gonna put out an ad in the paper for all of us you know private investigators kid investigator detectives like myself and you're gonna say that you're gonna offer a award if we can find these kids but you're not giving us the resources to help you find these kids. And at the end of the day, isn't their safety the primary uh, situation here? We got we to gotta find these kids the sooner the better. And it's not helping anybody. Here, here, here. I'm just going to quickly get you off my back. I'm not on your back like Yoda <laughs> to Luke Skywalker. No. <laughs> no. I don't understand that reference. Uh, what's a yogurt? Uh <laughs> I'll tell you next Thursday when I come in at my regular time. Okay. I'll just run you through I the whole I so look hours. forward to those meetings. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Sheriff, what I, I didn't know you were lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> but what I can do for you guys is I could, and I don't normally do this, but desperate times call for desperate actions and... Uh, these are desperate times. Yeah, the more people looking, the better. And what I can provide for you guys is copies of the uh, the crime scenes, uh, all information acquired at the crime scenes of all four missing cases. Yeah, that'd be just fantastic. Like, just uh, a brief description of each crime scene and anything found there. Sure, give us ammo. Well, I'll have to go on back and get some copies and bring them out to you. But yeah, that's I think that would get you guys started because for the most part with these missing kids cases, it's more the, it's not really you have a person to look for, but rather it's, you, you have people to look for, but you don't have any place to really start besides for this last 
scene location right? right yeah and that's that's what we're trying to get moving on so i'll go back and get those for you guys and then hopefully that keeps you out of my hit air till next thursday whenever you usually come in oh sheriff steve i love our little back and forth that we have i don't uh, he turns and he walks out to the back and you guys kind of have to wait around, twiddle your thumbs. But after like ten minutes, oh wait, wait real quick, I yeah. say to I say to Uncle Dennis, see now, Uncle Dennis, this is the kind of stuff that getting a, having a deputy badge really gets you. You know, you get a lot of the inside information with the with the police department here, with none I, of the red tape either. I tell you, Ken, I've never been prouder to be an honorary junior deputy. <laughs> Hey, you know it. See, we're gonna we're gonna solve this case. Yeah, Uncle Uncle Denny. Um. So after about fifteen minutes, he comes around back with uh, like four sheets of paper. Okay. And he hands them to you guys. They're both they're all double sided, and he hands them to you guys. Uh, that's all I can really tell you for now. That's all we've got. Uh, so I guess good luck. All right. Thanks. Thanks, sir. Thanks, Sheriff. Yeah. Hey, Susie, uh, maybe a late night for us working on this case. You think you could brew some Joe for us? Oh, why, sure, sure there. Uh, Danny, i get you some brew. It's real good stuff, too. You want decaf or you want uh, you want the good stuff? We're going to need to go full throttle tonight. So. <laughs> oh, okay, full Caffeine and... Oh, speaking of night, look at the time. I better call my uh, Meg. Better call Meg. Yeah, oh, she doesn't know Meg. you're out here this So am night? I just going to go home if they're going to be here all night? We're not going to be here all night. We're, we're finishing up. We're walking out. We're just going to be walking out with a cup of Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is that two cups or uh, just yeah. the one? Yeah, I'll have a cup there. See, okay. She has I make the... it three, actually. Oh, yeah. We got a friend that's helping us out. Okay. So she goes on back, grabs three, words. pours three <laughs> cups of Joe. The good stuff, the caffeine, black, and she hands it to you guys. Uh, she says, oh, you have a good night, and you better be calling old Meg. I don't want her worrying. Um, yeah, so I go, and I, uh, before we leave, I set the coffees down, or my coffee down, and because uh, I'm juggling my camera and all the other crap I'm carrying. Yeah. Well, actually, it'd probably be in the truck. But, uh, no, actually, he probably would have brought it. He would have brought it. Uncle Denny's seen way too many red flags to make. <laughs> also, he doesn't trust old sticky fingers. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> he did leave his bowling ball in the back, though. Oh, oh no. Uh, Guess yeah, what's in gonna, the lockbox. <laughs> he's going to call his, his wife, Maggie. Okay. Um, and let him know that he is not still bowling. <laughs> <laughs> him and Kenny are uh, enjoying some bonding time together, possibly trying to set Kenny up with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to assume Kenny misses it. This is that, that conversation, yeah. He's looking through his notes. Yeah, he's looking, I'm already reading through the, the police report. That's fair. Um, checking in on the kids. Uh, you know, she holds the phone. Well, I guess as far as the court extends. <laughs> upstairs and he, he's he, leaning over he, the desk. He yells through it. Good night, kids. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sue. <laughs> 
Oh, don't mention it. Have a good night. All right. And with that, we step outside of the police. You guys all see the truck out front. With a Bobby, like, tapping her wrist, like, what took you so long as you guys hop back into the truck? Well, it was worth the, it was worth the stop because we got the full police reports from the, the cases, from all four cases. Huh. Got you some coffee, no cream. Oh, I'll take it. I'm not happy about it, and I won't say thank you. <laughs> all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you say? <laughs> I'm not happy about it, and I won't say thank you. Well, and then you start chugging it. <laughs> just big chug. <laughs> if she is driving the car, I guess it's probably best that she uh, ensures that she's you know well uh, awake. <laughs> so I'm driving the car. Where? Uh, I'm going to look over. Is there any locations that stand out? Do you want me to just start describing stuff on here? The cases and stuff? Sure. Okay. Buckle in, kids. This is the (laughs) full set. First missing victim, Sally Reed. Uh, She was, quote unquote, studying for a midterm final. Uh, in the mid- and then uh, her parents awoke to wake her up in the morning, having think she fell asleep through her alarm due to so such late night studying to find her uh, her books and everything laying out out in the like laying out uh, all over the room, uh, just like she was doing like one of those circle formations where like there she was looking at multiple books at once and kind of like mm-hmm. circling through the different subjects. Uh, the window cracked open, not cracked, wide open with the curtains blowing through it. Her parents nowhere to be seen. Uh, there is, uh, she had some music on playing, uh, when they came in. Uh, and, uh, other than that, she, uh, had a drawer wide open, uh, and in it was like clothes that were like pulled out, but that was the end. Like you saw some, like some sweaters and stuff were like pulled out and dangling over the edge of the drawer. But the police don't know if anything was removed. They so we have. have other missing kids outside of our missing kids, and we've only just now seen this article. No, no, no. So what's happened was there was three kids that had gone missing at three previous dates throughout this week. But these three cases were just like random one-offs, cases. Yeah. They're one-offs. Their parents don't care enough to no, offer their parents- a reward. That well, they're not rich enough. That's the thing. Like well, the reward is, they, these kids, these parents were just hoping the police could find their kids. But then after one, after two, after three, the police then started putting them together. It was the six kid mass disappearance that has now caused the article in the newspaper, the mayor sending out the reward because it's his kids. So we, we don't care about poor kids. And then I didn't say these were poor. <laughs> they're not necessarily poor. More just like. Small town folks are trying to solve this in a small town way, and the big money pockets people like the McCooks and the mayor. Did these kids make the news at all? Make the make the newspaper? Like a small article on the, like the fifth page. Oof. Yeah, all three of them, same thing, mm-hmm. just under like a crime index, but nothing huge. The main way you would have heard about these kids is through local gossip. But if you guys three aren't that familiar with local gossip, you wouldn't be really hearing much. You might have been hearing through like underground talk. Just about, like, some person's going around kidnapping kids. You probably heard the same thing through, like, neighborhood talk, uh, Denny. As for the detective, I honestly don't think you would have heard of anything unless if you scour the newspaper every day. Of for, course like, I scour the newspaper. Okay. <laughs> and then you, they didn't even notice it. And you've probably been starting your pegboard with would all the these, ropes and uh, stuff. Would these parents have had enough money for, like, a ransom drop if 
ransom were demanded? Mm, yes, and also no, depending on the families. But that is in the newspaper article. Uh, sorry, that is in the police report. There has not been any ransoms. No ransom demands. These kids have gone missing with nothing else to note of them. Like, they haven't heard from anyone claiming they've stolen the kids. They've just gone disappearing into the night. And then in the morning, they're not there. That's the first kid, Sally Reed. Second kid, Lou Downing is his name. He was reported that night in his bed and what he does is in the morning he goes down to his uh he goes down to the gym down at the school and does an early morning workout around like four in the morning this guy's crazy thing is though uh when they went in to check him in the morning usually around 5 p.m his buddy daryl comes in to see him he was gone but the back door was wide open his weights that he always lou always puts his weights back they're all out they're all out on the floor, completely a mess, disarray. Uh, Daryl's like, Lou would never do this. Uh, and yeah, he uh, it was like he was in the middle of a workout because the music was blasting full volume. The lights were all on. The weights were all out, set up to do some squats, it looked like. And he's just gone. Third and final kid from this first trio, Carl Lewis, son of Hugh Lewis, a.k.a. Huey. Uh, he was doing some late night photo making uh, in a dark room in his house. He's the school photographer for this local school newspaper. Uh, he was just doing some late night, probably past like midnight, you know. His parents knew what he was doing, staying up because he had a big paper due to midterms, you know, the end of the semester. He wanted one big final article, had some nice pictures for homecoming he was going to post. Uh, and while doing his uh, dark light stuff, he disappeared. Um, it's not really, it's not like there's an exit point for him because he was in his dark room. Uh, it's more that he just kind of left the room and his photos, his odd thing was his photos were all still developing. And by that, I mean, they were still all in the baths when they found them and he didn't pull them out. So he had some of them up on strings, right? But others, he had a lot just in the developing pools. What were the photos? Ruined. Well, the thing is, if you have them in development no, the ones too long. held up. Oh, classic pictures of the homecoming game, uh, homecoming dance. Nothing too inconspicuous. The fact is just he left a bunch of photos in the developing booth. A lot of pictures of the homecoming queen. Yeah, a lot. There, maybe. May, there's a couple, but maybe there was a lot more in the developing pools. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, not much else to really to know is his area is kind of clean. He kept good control. It's just the developing pools. And in the, he uh, was having listened to some music while he was working, too, and that his boombox was also on while he was working. But for the most part, he, you know, kept to himself a uh, quiet kid. So just like, super. was it cassette tapes or was it the radio? Radio. Just like our kids. Yeah, the ones at the party? Yeah. Yeah. Same as the radio, yeah. But the police don't make a note of the what was playing on. They just said just the article just says so it could be cassettes honestly because it just says in the uh police report uh radio or not radio but uh speaker system found on at crime scene that's all it says what's the name of the dj again uh going back to your memory it's dj repip and those are it for the most part so at the end of the day all three kids seem to be in the middle of something and then that's just covering they're all in the middle of something and then just disappeared so one of them disappeared from no two of them disappeared from their home and one of them disappeared from the school which is strange it wasn't like i mean the home thing is scary right like i mean whoever's taking these kids or luring these kids or whatever the case 
It's while they're doing something that they enjoy doing, and it's in their own place of residence. Now, the school kind of almost makes more sense, right? Like, if you're some kidnapper guy or whatever the case, you'd think you'd want to go to, like, a public place at a good time, obviously, late at night, early in the morning when nobody's around. That's when you take a kid, right? But it just seems weird that they're getting nabbed from their very own homes, some of them while their parents are around. It just seems odd. Well, it was only one kid that was nabbed from their home. There were while two. their parents were no. Oh well, okay. One had their parents around. One was hanging out at home by themselves. But like that would suggest that whoever's taking these kids or whatever's going on. Which one was hanging out at home by themselves? Sally was at home studying. Yep. Lou was at the school workout thing, right? right? Yep. And then Carl was in the dark room. Does he have a dark room at his home? Yes. Oh, okay. It's his own private. He's homemade. Dark super room. into. Yeah, it's a homemade one. It's really just his nerd. Ex, what, what are those called? It's this his walk-in, closet. It's his walk-in closet. He <laughs> put a heavy curtain on it, and it's his walk-in <laughs> closet. His parents really don't ask about. They don't care because he made it himself. So you yeah, know, he's just storing you know poisonous chemicals inside <laughs> this closet. I mean, yeah. Non-ventilated closet. <laughs> no, he ventilated it. Oh, <laughs> oh, his dad. His dad is a. He's a what contractor. He's a contractor. Oh, he got and lucky. he asked his dad to help him out. He's like, as long as you. As long as you work with me, son, I'll teach you the business. And so, I'll mutilate my house for you. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a passionate. He's a passionate kid. Closet. He's that's... a passionate kid. Man, when they go to sell that house, that's going to be some questions asked. <laughs> hey, you know, someone loves photography. <laughs> Look at it. It comes with a homemade dark room. So. And these were all throughout the week leading up to the party. Yeah, Sally's was on the previous Sunday. Oh, Lou's wow. was on a Tuesday. And then Carl Lewis's was actually on a Thursday, the day before the Friday. Happens. Did the police report say anything about footprints? No, what? Wait, what days did you say? Sunday for Sally, Tuesday for Lou, and then Thursday for Carl. What day is it today? Saturday. Sunday. 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 Yeah. So a week out from Sally's. Right. And the... But... That's what today is. The The situation with the six kids happened on a Friday. Correct, yes. And was there anything on the police reports about footprints similar to like what we found at the the party house? No, because all three kids were – they just left their house and it looked it, – there's no footprints. Right. One interesting one though is uh, uh, Sally's. So they did some investigating at the window because her window was open. Mm-hmm. And they found that – there was a pathway that looked like to be traveled on, uh, on the outside of her window down the roof and then down a side, mm. uh, like a little area and looked like it was a pathway Sally normally took to like sneak away from the house. So they were assuming maybe that's how the person came in to get her was through that window and, or lured her out through that. Are they window. automatically assuming a kidnapping and not that she just ran away? Uh, well, they were just assuming running away because it looked like a common path of leaving with Sally. But then when another random kid disappears at the school gym, then that just seems odd because he was in the middle of something. And then after a third kid, they're like, okay, this seems way too weird to be just a bunch of kids mass running away. It seems like there's repeated crimes here, so... Yeah, those fir- these first three here, uh, you could say maybe they just had some uh, pre-test anxiety and just uh, decided to play hooky. For a whole week? Well, yeah, but now there's, there's a little bit too many now with those yeah. kids that went missing. 
yesterday. I'm thinking that, man, the only thing that comes to mind at the moment, I mean, we could go investigate each one of these places, but I'm still thinking back to the party house and how those footprints just kind of went off into the woods. And if these are all related, I feel like whatever's doing, whatever's going on here has something to do with what's going on out there. But it's kind of dark and I don't want to, Oh, Blair Witch Project hasn't come out yet. I don't want to. I don't want to go running out into the spooky woods, uh, especially when kids are going missing out there. And uh, well, then you would have nothing to worry about. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if that's all they're after is just like some some teenagers. Yeah, how old? How old were uh? How old were these kids here? Sally was 17, Lou was 18, and Carl was also 18. They were both seniors. Lou Downing, you'd recognize his name if you're familiar with the local school, is the starting quarterback for the the Devil Lake Demons. Oh. The QB. Starting QB. Star player. Tony was also into sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Well, Lou wouldn't have to worry about any tests. You know, you kind of know they give the quarterback a bit of a break, those teachers. True that. At least in a town like Devil Lake. All we've got is our sports. That's what they always told us in high school. <laughs> Do I need a roll to investigate this or what? Sure, I guess you could. If you guys all wanted to roll investigate mystery to ask more in-depth questions about this case, these case files, sure. <laughs> You're too distracted with your coffee and driving, it looks like. <laughs> yep, I, I cannot ask anything. <laughs> Oof, I got a pretty bad one as well. Okay, what'd you roll really there, Really important Dennis? to keep your eyes on the road. Oh, nine. Nine? No, a ten. Whoa, Whoa. Two, Whoa. Questions. two questions. Coming in clutch. Investigate a mystery. <laughs> uh, what's being concealed here? Mm. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, what is being concealed here? That's kind of a hard one to answer due to the fact that what's being concealed here is, one, there's really not much information. Like, they have zero leads where these kids have gone, right? They all know they disappeared, but they can't find any any signs of struggle at any of the locations. It looks like the kids all went willingly wherever they went, right? They all look like they were in the middle of something, then they left, right? What would be really concealed here is maybe names of, like, uh, possible suspects. Uh, because you don't have names of suspects. You just uh. have straight-up crime scene stuff. They didn't give you... The cops didn't give you anything, like, leads or, like, any people, like, whereabouts or where they think the kids are or stuff like that. Simply straight-up gave you... The information of the crime scenes. They didn't give you any other leads. So that would be big concealed stuff. It's like who or when or where. All right, you got when and where, but you're looking for who or why, you know, are kind of really hidden from you. And you can't really find those through what you have right now. You would have to do digging yourself to find those. What sort of creature is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it Bigfoot? Dave's really asking this. He really wants to know it's Bigfoot. Is it Bigfoot? No, it's not Bigfoot. Um, what creature it is, is got to be something that does not give away its presence, if that makes sense. All these situations all have the same things in common, which is quiet, calm, and collected. 
So whatever creature is causing this is doing it in a cool, calm, and collected manner. So you're saying it is Bigfoot. <laughs> just Bigfoot, and he's really nice. He's a, he's a, he's a smooth operator. <laughs> he's a smooth operator. <laughs> Up next on the radio, it's Smooth Operator. <laughs> we have the radio on in the truck. Do you have the radio on in the truck? I mean... We were just playing cassette tapes, but I guess I was waiting for so long that my single share cassette tape. Uh, <laughs> she listened through the whole track. I had listened to both sides. Oh, so. cow. Man, we took a So long you're time. on the radio. On Is there the a radio. particular station you want to find? Coffee makers back in the day. Classic late night slower. radio talk. You got some late night radio, radio blues. Um, uh, I'd, you got I'd, the local shock DJ. Can I have the greatest hits from uh, yesterday, tomorrow, and today? Oh, from the sh local shock DJ, <laughs> DJ Repip. Yes. yes. So while you're on there, so that's just in the background, and you guys are all talking and stuff, and you hear old DJ Repip come over the waves again. He goes, oh, that was another classic for our folks staying up late. I appreciate each and every one of you. This is DJ Repip. That song we just listened to was a classic, Free Way of Love by Aretha Franklin, topping the charts. Next up, we got another classic. Oh, it's late night. We're in the mood for some sting. If you love somebody, set them free, playing right now. And then you guys start to hear the sweet vocal harmonies of sting start taking away on the radio. That's it. I mean, I, I, just, I was hoping you would sing for us, but that's fine. <laughs> I ain't singing. <laughs> so, you guys are still cruising around. So, are we just going to waste my gas all night? Or? Oh, I thought, well, I, I don't know. Are we going to head home and uh, to our respective homes, mind you, and maybe regroup in the morning? I don't know. Are we? Well, I suppose so. I. Uh... Did just drink that cup of coffee. But... Oh, shoot. That's true. I did, too. Oh, crap. <laughs> you guys don't know how to take your uppers and your downers? Uh, I don't have any downers on me, but uh, I also don't use downers, so that's why I don't have any on me. All I've got is my cool crackers. Uh, those, don't ex those don't exactly work as downers. If anything, those are almost uppers in and of themselves. Uh, but I digress. Uh, shoot, I didn't think about that when I drank the caffeine. Uh, is there anything you guys think is worth you know, kind of looking into tonight? I mean, I guess I could just go home and wear off the caffeine by typing just, this I, all I, into uh, my Macintosh. I pull into my pockets and I just kind of hand them some some packets of chamomile tea. Oh. <laughs> oh, there you oh, go. Oh, okay. All right. Downers. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys all going to go home? <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yes. Drink our Drink chamomile tea. tea. Yep. I'm gonna unload <laughs> all the. She has to drop his back off at the bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get on the mower. Put 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 that go. It's like two in the morning. No, it's it's like ten o'clock. Uh, at this point, you guys all get home. 
Um, do you guys make plans though before leaving about meeting up in the oh, morning? Yeah. Obviously, we're gonna meet back up at the bowling alley. <laughs> yeah. It's just it won't be open. We'll just meet in the parking lot. Is there a time line we're talking to you? Uh, meet up at? Let's let's get after it early. I mean, what time is it right now? It's like ten. Ten. You said ten. Yeah, just just uh, let me get a let me get a full nine hours. Well, Dennis isn't gonna be able to sleep till at least midnight, <laughs> <laughs> even with the camera. Meal. I shall just but, meet up back at uh, what's this? What's this? Nine a.m. Does that work? I could do. Oh, 900 hours. Oh, 900. <laughs> yep, that's right. All right. Well, that'll give me time to eat some breakfast. Yeah, there you go. I'll stop at the little Mickey D's. All right. So, yeah, we'll go home. Dennis will talk to his wife. Well, she'll mostly just... He'll kind of nudge her and she'll because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's asleep already. Oh, no. And then check on the kiddos too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he makes... Uh, Make sure the kids are in bed and nobody's got their radio on. Oh, uh, <laughs> fast asleep. Just because you've got to save electricity. That's right. Yeah, it's a school night too. So, you know. But, but Dennis did notice at that first that first house they went to, well, the only house they went to, that they left that TV on or the radio. The, well, the music was coming from the TV, right? No, there's a radio. It's a local radio. Oh, is there a TV or just a radio? TV just wasn't radio. on. Okay, TV wasn't on. Old man. <laughs> he was like, what's all this newfangled technology? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, very wasteful, you know, leaving that on. Mm, yeah. May wear the wheat. May wear the thing out. With that, all of you guys go off to your respective homes. You all lay down for a night's sleep maybe not getting to sleep right away due to caffeine but also because you know you're hot in a trail of some missing kids and that kind of like tossing through this information is kind of keeping you up at night so you guys might not go to sleep for a little bit but you eventually make it to sleep and with that we're going to end today's episode well it seems you managed to survive this episode of hunter's haven music mayhem congratulations we hope you enjoyed this tantalizingly terrifying one-shot series as we at Session Zero Heroes play through a game of Monster of the Week, led by Keeper Cameron Hogendyke. We want to thank you for stopping by and hope that you'll continue to support us and our channel by checking out some of our other shows where we play other tabletop role-playing games, such as our Benders and Brews show, where we jump into the world of Avatar The Last Airbender using the Avatar Legends system. Or follow us on social media such as Facebook, X, Instagram, and Discord so you don't miss out on our upcoming Dungeons & Dragons series, Criminals of Isla Numis. I'd like to say a quick thank you and shout out to the incredibly talented Simon Jones, who created the music for this series, which you're hearing right now, as well as during the intro. If you'd like to get your own custom music, you can check out Simon Jones Music on Fiverr to hire Simon to create the perfect music for your project. Of course, be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to Session Zero Heroes on whatever podcast streaming site you prefer whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else podcasts can be found. Or check out our website at SessionZeroHeroes.com. We hope our episode today gave you the spooky vibes that you're looking for this Halloween season. Scare you next time. <laughs>